Now back to Puckett and the Gas Man on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining sports talk. Joining us right now on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline, one of our favorite guys of all time. A man that when we were at uh, the Nickerson Street Saloon supporting Bob's Brown Ale release for charity, he allowed a lanky brewmaster from Georgetown Brewery who stands all five foot six, 135 pounds to try and swim move around Walter Jones. You would think that our next guest, Walter Jones, on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline would allow this brewer to maybe feel good about himself, get around him, sack the keg that was behind Walter. What did Walter do? No. He shoved the guy into the ground and then stepped over him, grabbed the beer, pounded it, and said, Hall of Famers don't give free passes. Walter Jones joins us on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline. Hi, Walt. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. How you guys doing? It was raising money for charity, you know? And you and it was the thing I loved about you when we were at that when we shared that moment, the Nickerson Street Saloon outside, when you did that, you know what? You could have given that guy an easy route to the keg, but you didn't. You said, you know what? I'm oh I'm always competing. I'm like Pete. I'm always competing. I'm not gonna give that guy a free pass, and you sure didn't. Exactly, man. Anytime you want to get in the den, man, you have to suffer with the consequences, man. <laughs> you know, because I don't, I don't do that often, but sometimes when you get around fans, you know, sometimes people get, you know, the bravery come in, they want to try and see how it is to be in the, to be in that, in that, in that, in that trenches. So oh. I don't, I don't give nothing to them, man. The, Let them know how it feels. The best part was when the, when the guy, because I was talking to him and I forgive, I, forgive me for, I can't, I'm, um, I'm misplacing his name right now. And and he and he's like, ah oh, man, I oh, I love Walter Jones, man. I I, I want to meet him. I said, like, let's hey. I go, you know. He goes, you know, what would be really cool if I tried to if I got down a three point stance and, and maybe get around him. I said, hey, he'll do it. I guarantee he'll do it. And he gets down there. And the best thing about it, you he tried to run around. You gave him that 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 one punch, you know, that you did. And you damn near broke his chest in half. I don't think he couldn't breathe for like a week. You know, sometimes, you know, I always tell them, man, you know, they, they, you know, they call it that courage, that, that courage juice. Sometimes. Oh yeah, they, sure. Like, liquid courage. You know, liquid courage. You know, they, they, they get it. They get, they feel like they can do something that's amazing. And then they realize, man, I should have did that. Absolutely. Uh, Walter Jones joining us right now on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline, of course, Hall of Famer. And the thing about Walter is, uh, kids listening at home, he, uh, he's always maintained that it's very important to attend all mini camps and training camps if you want to be a good football player. If you don't att- if you don't attend these mini camps and training camps, you cannot uh, you cannot call yourself a good football player. You won't have success uh, later in life. Uh, Earl, what do you make of Earl uh, not showing up this week for the mini camp? You know, I, I, it is what it is, man. I think he made his stance, and I think as players, you know, when they get to the point where they want to. Uh, you know, they need, they feel like they need a, a better contract. And, you know, that's the stand that, you know, players have to make. So, you know, he letting the team know, he letting the fans know, you know, what his attentions are. So, but, but, but for Earl, you know, being a veteran guy that's been in the league for a while, I think it's fine. You know, missing that not going to hurt. You know, he's, he, he knows the defense. So anytime he come back, he's going to be plugged right in and play. So it's not going to be an issue on that stand. Do you think it caught, uh, people will say, well, he's turning his back on his teammates. He's not there at, he wasn't there at the, uh, the voluntary workouts. Now he's not there at a, you know, it's a mini camp is it's mandatory that you go. How, how will you do you think teammates? And I know you're not in that 
current locker room, but I want to, I want you to take yourself back when you were when you were playing. How will Earl be perceived by his teammates? Just in your opinion, if you're looking at it, you know, a couple of hundred miles away. I think they're going to take. You know, they don't as players. You know, when I was going through that situation, I never had a player call me or say, "Hey, Walt, made me do this, do that." You know, players understand that it's a business and understand. They never try to get into a guy's business or his contract and tell him what he should be doing. So once you get back, those guys welcome with open arms and they, they be proud. Like when I came back to start playing, those guys was happy I was back. And, and like I said, they welcome you with open arms. And most of the times you get plugged in and be ready to play. It's just a matter of he's staying in shape and ready to play from the player standpoint. You know, hope he's happy. A lot of times when you walk in the door, the first thing a player say, I say, hey, are you happy? Are you ready to play? So I think as players, I think that's what we do. Once you come into that door, we're hoping that you're ready to come here and ready to, to be a part of this team and ready to play. Well, for those for those who don't remember, you know, what you went through in terms of, of holding out, re- refresh people's memory what the the issue that you had, you know, back in the day when you decided not to go to, to, to these camps and training camp and the, and the such – uh, when you were with uh, when you were with Seattle, what what led to that? And you saying, you know what, I'm rather just going to stay at home right now instead of coming to instead of coming to Cheney. You know, holding out. I think you know. The thing about me, I try to tell on the, let people understand about me and what's going on with you know him. The thing that he's literally holding out. He's on the contract, so he's definitely not on his contract. For me personally, I didn't have a contract. I was I was I was given the um, the franchise tag, mm-hmm. and so basically when you sign the franchise tag, they're just saying okay. We signed a we signed you up, and so you're you're locked in. But for me personally, I was trying to get a contract done to get a contract available, a long term contract done. So I literally, me personally, when I was going through my whole out, I wasn't under contract. I didn't have a contract or nothing like that. So it was basically just saying, okay, when, when it's basically saying, hey, here's a contract, Walt, but when are you gonna come in and sign it? So it's, it's, it's the same as if you get another contract now, you have to come in and sign it. So that's all I had to do. So basically, just a a business stance that you do, that you make that decision with your agent and say, okay, this is the best step. And I think it's just something that will continually keep going on with a player, out the player, that that's the only way you can kind of make a stance and say, hey, I want a new contract or I want my contract done or I want a long-term contract to say, well, this is the only way I can show you that I'm serious about I need a new deal or I want a new contract. Walt, was there ever any time when, when you went through this where you'd come in, and I always liked how Holmgren worked with all you guys. I thought oh, he was so good at it. I think Carroll is too. I mean, it's hard. You're trying to manage 53 different players and different egos. But Mike had a great sense of humor. Did he ever like say, well, geez, it's about time you got it. Like, give you a hard time. Or I mean, I'm sure he was respectful towards you, but he had a good sense of humor about things. Was he ever exasperated when this happened? How, how, did, how did Mike Holmgren react when you would finally inevitably get something done and get in? I think he was happy, though. I think, that, you know, the first year was kind of tough, you know what I'm saying? Because you're thinking, like, you, you, this is when, you know, you, you have a player that's been a loyal to the team and, you know, been there every time that all of a sudden when that contract it kind of, like, separates you from the team and now it's it's a business standpoint. So now everybody has to be in business mode. So sometimes that can get frustrated and, 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 and everything is not relayed. So you have to almost – you have to make a stance and you basically literally saying, okay, I believe in my agent. I believe in what I'm doing here. So now you have to almost cut that, that, that sense out until you get a contract done. But, you know, coach never did, you know, talk to me any kind of way. He always respected me. So I think, and like I say in the end, as coaches, 
they're on the contract. They have agents too, so they understand that. But still, they have to be in a business that too. They understand what's going on, you know. And coaches, he still was. A, <laughs> I remember one time he was trying to be a coach. He was saying, "Hey, why don't you just come here a week before just to get a." a couple of uh, bumps and bruises, uh, like they just to get used to playing football again. And, you know, I kind of laughed that off and just say, you know, once the season started, once, you know, my checks start coming in, that's when I would come in. So <laughs> that's what I did. That's what I did. You know, and it, it never was, it, it was never, I thought like, this is always, I always thought, cause I always been, I come in that age where you have to prove yourself. So I always thought that, um, no matter if I was in shape or out of shape, they was going to play me anyway. So that was my mindset. When I was working out and getting ready to play, I said, when I do come in, even if they don't tell me this, I know they're going to put me out there and play me. So I just wanted to make sure that I was in shape and ready to play when I got there. Yeah, one thing you mentioned earlier about, you know, normally players don't talk about other players and their contracts and their deals because, again, that's that's their business and what happens, you know, with their contracts and, and what they do, that's that's up to them. You know, it's weird with Earl because he injected himself into the conversation a couple of years ago with Cam. You know, he was highly critical of, of Cam not being there and holding out. Now he is doing the same thing, and so you can accuse, uh, you know, Earl, and I think it's okay to, of being hypocritical. Listen, you were very, you know, it wasn't it wasn't uh, mini camp because I think Cam showed up to mini camp, but it was training camp. We'll see if he misses a training camp, but you know, he is now doing the same thing right now that he was so critical of another player skipping out on. I know it's amazing, but I think at that time, you know, some players are are outspoken. I think Earl is a type of guy that's very outspoken, going to say what he feels. And I think at that time he was saying what he feels. And I don't think Earl would take it anything personal if any player was to speak out now. You know, he's posting on social network about how he feels and what he's going to do. But I think in the end, he he made his decision with his agent and with his family. So I think no, there's no one can – kind of change his mind of what he's going to do. Like right now, we don't know what he's going to do, but we kind of figure out, you know, we've seen this process over and over again. We kind of know how these players do this. So you kind of figure he probably is going to miss training camp just to make a stance. What about the fan reaction, Walt? You know, there'll be obviously some fans really, really irate about this. And again, with social media, Earl, it may filter back to him. Do you learn to just let that stuff wash off your back? I mean, we all know that if Earl comes out and plays the first game and looks like Earl Thomas, nobody's going to be upset with him anymore. But for now, people have a right to complain. That's part of what moves the sports world along. The fans have a right to think their thought thought and move along. Is that stuff you have to really push out of your mind right now if you're Earl to try and stay true to what your belief is? I think so. I think that the the, the, the thing about it is uh, there's so much uh, social uh, media out there that he see more than what I when I was when I when I was going through this. I could go home to Alabama and. I didn't hear nothing, so because you didn't have me, I didn't have the newspaper or not like that, so you didn't hear nothing. So you was basically isolated from all that stuff that was going on. Now you can you pick up your phone and you see stuff. So he understands what what the fans are saying, what people are saying. But I think as a, the type of player that Earl is, and he understands the business side of it. I think you know you believe in your agent and whatever your agent is telling you, and whatever do, those two guys can sit down and decided on what they think they should be making or what they should be getting in a contract. So I think, you know, once you make that decision to say, hey, I'm not going to show up, you're, you're already blocked out whatever whatever people are going to say. So I think from that standpoint, he already figured out how to block those people out. So you just let people say what they want to say, but you already got in your mindset that, you know, okay, I understand this, but I, I believe in 
what I deserve, and I'm going to stick to my to my wits. The great Walter Jones joining us on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline, a man who loved all camps, many camp, training camp. <laughs> long as he, he wasn't in them. He loved sleepover <laughs> camp back in the day. He'd go to camp, uh, he'd go to camp, uh, you know, Orkyla over on the, over on the peninsula. He loved all camps. <laughs> camps were fun for him. <laughs> Did you hear how exhausted he is with that? <laughs> uh, just, he was a big camper back in the day. He, tent camping, well, all camps. Um, do you envision Earl knowing, knowing him a little bit? as I suppose you do, the competitor in him, it's one thing to miss some mini camp checks. It's another thing, Walt, to miss training camp checks and be fine for that. I shouldn't say checks, to be fine for it. You envision, could you see him actually knowing the competitor that he is, actually missing games? Uh, I don't see him missing games. I don't see, like you say, I don't see him missing game. I don't see him missing game checks. So, yeah. you know, as a as a player, I don't see him doing that. You know, you make a stance and you've got this time now to make a stand. And you, if you see stuff that he's posting, you see that he's working out and definitely getting in shape. So you can say, oh, well, he's doing the thing that he needs to do. You know, as a coach, you want him to be around here for the young guys and to kind of show that leadership, but still, again, he's a veteran guy. He know what he got to do to be ready for the play. So I don't see him missing the season because you know those are where your money is made, and when you got to put yourself on film, even if you say I want a new contract or I want to go somewhere else, that you can put yourself on film and show people that you still can go out there and perform at a very high level. So I don't see him missing this competitive person that he feels missing uh, 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 the season because then that's when. And definitely those guys are going to depend on him to be out there to help those guys out to, to, to compete at a very high level. Hey, Walt, on a, on a different topic, but with the same team, what's your, what's your view? And we haven't seen a lot of it yet. It's going to be fun for me to watch during mini camp a little bit, during training camp a little bit, and particularly into the season. The offensive line will have a new look. They've got really the same group of guys back, which is a step in the right direction. They've had so many different guys that have come through here in the last few years. But with Mike Solari as the coach now, they're going to have different different way of doing things. Uh, what are your, your thoughts on that? And, and just how, what, what is it like for a veteran NFL player to have to go through, okay, this is now some new stuff that I've got to pick up or, or stuff that was new to me. Uh, how big a deal is this upcoming few weeks for the offensive line to, to kind of get this new system under their belt? I think this will be a big deal, but I think the cool thing about it is that they, uh, they signed the offensive line coach pretty early in the offseason. So I think that's going to be great. You know, they signed an offense or what, an offensive coordinator pretty early. So those guys got a chance to, to see what's going on and see what this coach and, and what this offensive line coach wanted, want out of them. So, you know, me got a chance. I got a chance to see those guys in practice. And, you know, I saw Coach Solari talking and saying that he's going to be, it's not a lot of changes it's about just working on techniques. And I think any coach that watches them play last year, a lot of the, the play was just, uh, uh, the techniques was all over the place. You, you never, you know, watching the offensive line, most of the time everybody got to be working and sinking. A lot of times it seemed like those everybody was doing their own thing. So I think for 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 this unit, you got a guy that's going to definitely make sure that everybody's on the same page. You know, it's, it's okay to get beat, but if you're doing your own thing, you know, it, it's never going to work. And that, then you have your quarterback running around, trying, you know, just trying to make plays. And I think if if those guys put that in into effect, and this coach definitely going to ask those guys to go out there and definitely. I think he's going to put the best five guys that can get out there and, and, and be technical sound and, and help their quarterback. I think that's going to be best. And for one thing, I think that Dwayne Brown getting another uh, offseason here, I think he's going to be great 
for leadership for this team to definitely help these guys to be how to go out there and play at a high level and be dominant. So I'm looking forward to seeing what these guys are going to do this year and looking forward to George and see what he's going to do this year and stuff. So I think it's going to be a major improvement from last year. Big Walt, appreciate it, man. Thanks for jumping on today. Uh, we will catch you. We'll catch you down the line, okay? Exactly, man. Thanks a lot, guys. There he is. Big Walter Jones joining us on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline. Our thanks to uh, Big Walt for jumping.